0: By their older siblings. When she was finally alone, Clara leaned against the doorframe and breathed deeply. Another day done. Her second year of teaching was almost done, too. In a mere two months, classes would end and the joy of her existence would be taking a three month break. Clara tried not to care so much about that. But still, She couldn't deny how hard it was not to feel melancholy some days when there seemed to be so little else to look forward to. At twenty-two she was well on her way to being an old maid. She had no sweetheart to call her own. In fact, she'd never been courted. No, all she had was her job and her mother, who relied on her almost to the exclusion of all others. Of course, Clara had her dreams, too. In her dreams, she wasn't bound by a bossy parent's needs. In her dreams, parts of her face were no longer marked by scars. Neither was her right hand, nor the rest of her body. No, in her dreams, she was beautiful. Of course, she shouldn't care about such things. Feeling shamed, Clara got to work on grading the children's papers. It wouldn't do to stand around and wish for things that could never be. No, she should be counting her blessings. And she had many, she knew. She had a job she enjoyed. She loved teaching, and for the most part, her students were respectful and enjoyable. She had a bright mind and a wonderful good library from which she could check out as many books as she wanted. And she did have a mother who loved her no matter what she looked like. It was only sometimes, in the late afternoon, in the time between her time with students and the work at home, that she wished for something more, for someone to see beyond her imperfections and reckon that she'd make a fine wife. But here in Sugar Creek, Ohio, all anyone ever seemed to notice were her scars. They'd never taken the time to see what kind of person she was underneath. Wishing for something different would surely be a mistake. Cousin Tim, you're still here, Anson called out the moment the young boy spied him next to the barn. Tim grinned at the ten-year-old who was running toward him at breakneck speed. Oh, but that boy always ran like his feet were on fire. Where else did you think I'd be? Dunno, Anson shrugged as he approached. Guess I ain't used to you being here yet. Sometimes, I can say the same thing. Though Tim had been living in his uncle's home for two weeks, there were times that he still felt taken by surprise. Anson scampered closer to Tim, his blonde hair every which way, and dropped his books on the ground. What you working on? Oh, this and that. Your father asked me to do some mending and fixing up around the house and barn for a bit. Today, I decided that his fence here needed repairing. Looking at Tim's hammer, Anson wrinkled his nose. You might be needing more than that hammer. The fence did look like it had taken its last breath of air. Perhaps I should build a new one. Oh, well, I've got time to do that, yeah? Anson nodded sagely. Ma'am says your being here is a real blessing. Dot can't be in two places at a time. Picking up a piece of discarded rotten wood, he added. Plus, Joshua ain't no help at the moment. Right now, he seems to be more interested in Greta than anything else. It took an effort, but Tim kept his expression sober. It wouldn't do for Anson to think he was being laughed at. Joshua and Greta are newlyweds. They're supposed to only be thinking about each other. Well, I hope Joshua starts thinking about the store more so Caleb won't have to work as much. Then he could be around here more. Is that what you say, or what Caleb says? Anson shrugged. Both, I guess. Caleb doesn't like working at the store, so it puts everyone in a sour mood. I imagine things will settle down soon. I hope things don't settle so much that you leave. I like you here, Anson replied, just as he told